Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Range Time is a bi-weekly podcast talking about guns, gear, and the shooting lifestyle. Opinions expressed may or may not be those of our parent company, sponsors, or advertisers. It's the Range Time Podcast. I gotta remember how to do this. That's the... Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Um, it's been a while. Yes. It's been a minute. <laughs> a lot of people go to school for seven years. <laughs> it's been a lot of minutes. Yeah. It's, uh, so, well, welcome to Range Time, the, uh, we'll just say yearly podcast on uh, guns, gear, the shooting lifestyle. I am uh, John Smith, our co-host, of course, Jim York. Hey, hello. How are you? And uh, our good buddy, Officer Mike. How you doing? Who's, uh, who's here with us today. So here's what, uh, here's, here's the deal. I want to I want to just lay some things down uh, before we get into it. Before we get into the new style of range time, uh, one sorry. <laughs> Where the hell have we been? Um, well, you know, here's the thing. Uh, it's it's been summer, so True. we've we've been doing a lot of things. Teachers get three months off. I can't. Te- leave. Well, that's the there thing. Everybody's right, out right, doing yeah, yeah. stuff. People are on vacation, and you know, uh, you know, I'm out fighting fires. And Jim, of course, is in the CIA. So yes. I do what I do. We're not Don't entirely <laughs> sure. I'm going to start introducing you as professional stuntman. Hey, that is my uh, new job. Well, well, one of my job titles is VP of stunts because you really are. He's a demolition derby driver, and and he keeps jumping motorcycles, and they don't seem to end well. And if I yeah, <laughs> if I, tell me about seeing you crash a lot of yes. things. I tore my so, wait, so yeah, summer break. I separated my shoulder, tore my MCL, and fractured my ankle all with like week after week after week. They were sequential. The, was great. the Superman jump was nice though. You're just supposed <laughs> to stay with the bike. <laughs> I, I wish I could. <laughs> I, I agree with you. It just, yeah. So can we can we share these on on the range time page? Uh, Are these sure. open source? Yeah, I sold right. one of them, but I have other angles. So. <laughs> sold one of them. He had to pay his medical bills exactly. somehow. He <laughs> was like, "You're gonna pay me? All right, I got to cover some medical bills." So. <laughs> So Jokes what? on them. I didn't. It was kind of like when you wreck your car and you just take the insurance money. I can live with a dented bumper. I can live with a separated shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. Daddy's got to go to Florida. Yeah. Dented shoulder. <laughs> it's no big deal. Sure. Yeah. Uh, you're going to look like Quasimodo by the end of the, uh, by the You end should of have seen year. the day after I tore my MCL, which was three days after I separated my shoulder. Like It was... It was comical. I was laughing at myself trying to move. So walk <laughs> me through this. How did you, te- you tear your MCL? MCL... So let me start from the first one because... <laughs> 
<laughs> we got to go back. Yeah, so we had a 4th of July shoot, and I said, hey, you know what? I've got this limo that's a convertible limo. It's painted like an American flag. I bet I could jump it on a pit bike. That could be something. I Just something I wanted to do. And they, yeah, sure, greenlit, let's go. So we took it down to my buddy, the... Well, we'll not name them for insurance purposes or whatever. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We took it down there, and the jump is built for razors. And what that means is there's not a lot of lip to it. You basically had to just go fast enough, the road goes away, and then it starts again. Not going to throw you up in the air, which is bad if you're on a motorcycle, which I was. And anyway, we sit at the top of this takeoff, and I look at my buddy and say, hey, man, like, what do you think? He's like, you're short. Like in that, I'm going to short the jump, but there's a lot of people here. So now is your you buddy go. is your buddy a he, professional stunt? Because I know that you hang out yes. with some absolutely. Very, so well, let's screw it. Uh, sorry, Tanner. Um, <laughs> Godfrey's. Um, they uh, they've Godfrey's got a, the people who were behind Nitro Circus. Well, correct. And, um, their yeah. uncle is the founder of Nitro Circus. Um, Tanner three weeks before this got the world record for jumping a razor. He now owns that record. All with not being able to use his legs, he did it with canes and hand controls. So, which is badass. Which is amazing. That's amazing. He's, he's amazing. If you watch, go watch that video. It's way cooler than the one I did where I separated my shoulder. Anyway, he goes full like thirty mile wind gusts. He's sideways in the air, two hundred and I think forty some odd feet that he went. Like basically cleared a football field in a razor, which is insane. Anyway. We're at the top of that takeoff at his property, and he's like, you're probably short. So if he says I'm probably short, that's... You're, you're short. He's short. Yeah, yeah, he's you're a professional. short for sure. And I'm, but he also looks at me, he's like, there's a lot of people here, though. Yeah, He made a point. Yeah, this is going to hurt. All right, got it. So, yeah, we... I pinned as fast as it would go. Granted, the run into it was weeds and bumps, and so I would wasn't the best run in but kind of got to the point of no return and just held the throttle wide clipped the it basically cased the landing with my back tire and tried to hold on to it it kind of just ended up planking for you know a half a second and then flipped over and landed on my shoulder which i didn't know i tried to do the jump again that was a hard hit that was that was a hard hit yeah like i was i was more just embarrassed and kind of pissed i didn't make it (laughs) <laughs> and so I was like, give me, do me again. I want to do it again. I want to do it again. Not being able to hold on to my bike with my shoulder separated, et cetera. But it was just, I got to try it again. I'm not, I'm not that weak. I got it. Maybe I know what I did wrong, which was just not enough speed, which I wasn't going to get anymore. But anyway, um, yeah, so that didn't go well. I went to the, I was, and I was supposed to leave for a trip the next day to go race uh flat track out in Oklahoma. And so I go to the doctor and he basically tells me, you, like, your shoulder's separated for sure. You either need surgery or you're going to have a deformity the rest of your life. I'm like, well, whoa, that's it's yeah, pretty heavy. Not, not ideal. I've talked to a couple of people. Yeah. <laughs> not ideal. <laughs> um, I mean, it, it is what it is. You do dumb stuff. You win dumb prizes, as they say. Sure. And uh, Anyway, I, I just looked at him and said, hey, I'm supposed to race in this, you know, it's it's a bigger, it's this is a sanctioned race. It's a super hooligan flat track race out in Oklahoma. I'm racing that in two days. Can you give me something that will make this go away? <laughs> that I don't have to worry about being in a sling and not being able to raise my shoulder above like my chest. And he just, he's like, you're not racing that race. And I said, well, you're either going to give me pills 
and I'll be able to race, or it's just going to hurt a lot more when I do it. And so the, the second was the one that became true. And my first lap into that race, I didn't realize I had a flat back tire. Is that this one here? No, that was <laughs> two weeks after I tore my MCL. Sorry. Okay, that. So I need to scroll back. No, you need to go to bit. the very top. It's, it's in the save stories, the uh, Mayo Classic. This is the one. That's the, this is where I tore my MCL. Yeah, okay. Oh, so you're right oh, there. Oh, that, that like yeah. yeah, you can watch the knee oh, yeah. bend that, that. the wrong direction. I didn't see, and I didn't even watch the video until after and realized, oh, I did limp. That's why I hurt. Got <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then looked at my shoes, and the shoe was completely, like, the top part was completely torn off from just going along, dragging along the ground, and that's the top part of my foot. So, yeah, it bent basically backwards. And... Yeah, this was at Pastrana Land. That one, sorry, I'm pointing at a. We can see it on TV. You can't. We're, well, we're gonna post. <laughs> we're, we're gonna post, post links now. to these on the Range Time Facebook page. This seems like a good idea at the time. If you follow at it's it's at Jim underscore York on Instagram, uh, uh, and you're driving what looks to be a '94 Datsun. It's Corolla. It's yeah, a Corolla. It's a, it's Corolla. So two yeah. things about this jump. I was told if I go faster than 25 miles an hour, I die. Um, but that's not fast. You got to go that fast, fast to get over the jump, don't you? I was uh, uh, like, and so Trav, this is at Trav's house. He's the one giving me this piece of information of do not go over 25 miles an hour. You go over 25 miles an hour, you're going to die. So like, you- you're straight going to die. And I'm like, well, it's his house. Yeah. He's, he's he's a professional. He seems to be an expert in, yeah. the, you know, in this. It so, looks okay, like you cool. almost made it. <laughs> exactly. No, I, I agree with you. I almost made it. That like, seems to be the story that, of your life right now. It's kind of a theme, a recurring theme, if you will. Uh, yeah, this You're, is a separated the shoulder. Right. Oh, Superman. Gosh, yeah, dude. That's where it... See, it popped up. I felt yeah. fine. In okay. I, so, so, so I'm going to paint the visual fine. picture here for everybody. This is Now, this is in Salt Lake City. This looks like you're somewhere out in West Valley. Correct, yeah. Not too far. Uh, and you are wearing a stars and you're wearing a star-spangled jumpsuit. You look like Super Dave Osborne. Yeah, kind of. And you're riding like... Like Evil Knievel Jr. Seriously, it's a KLX like, one ten. Like, you look like Rod from from Hot Rod. <laughs> you see, well, <laughs> like actually, Andy Samberg. I'm. I mean, in certain circles, that yeah. <laughs> Did you reinforce the takeoff ramp? No, <laughs> no, we didn't have time. <laughs> didn't have time. Okay, yeah. so and there are a lot of people there. Yeah, about there there's about a hundred people there watching. Well, that's where that. Yeah, it was kind of one of those like. It was the evil Knievel of like you know you're not going to make it, but <laughs> hey, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> there's people here. Yeah. So go do it. The show must go on. So yeah. we're gonna we're gonna put these videos on our uh, on our Facebook page now. So keep you, in mind, you are a man of mystery, Jim York. Perfect. You, you really are a uh, Jim is one of the most interesting people I know. Uh, Sam, yeah. And I know a lot of weird. <laughs> so that's, ass yeah, people. that's so, saying so something. We, I guess we, bo- we both know a lot of really weird people. I love that you know he has a a flag yeah. limousine convertible. That's what you're trying to jump. And he just mentions, yeah, I've got this flag, co- like, flag like made a limousine convertible. Like, it's normal. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, for Jim, yeah. it probably, probably is. Like, this that's is a Tuesday. This is just the world Jim lives in, and that's why he's one of the most fascinating people I know. Um, so we're going to put a link to this on the uh, on the page. So this is where you've been all summer. Yeah, starting with the the cartwheel. I, I don't know what else to call it. The shoulder <laughs> wheel, if you will. I actually, no, so it started... Two of the posts before that, I broke my fractured my hip on that one. Um, the month before that, then separated shoulder. Three days later, 
fractured or not fractured. No, that was uh, so. Two days after I separated my shoulder, I did the uh, tore my MCL and then fra- I, I was at a rancid concert. Ran- uh, rancid concert. I fractured my ankle. How did you do that? <laughs> Too much moshing? <laughs> yeah, no. I stepped into the mosh pit all of like four seconds and just got pushed, rolled my ankle, and are I you felt are it. you uh, are you going to rancid next week? Yeah, are you? I sure. I'm going on, by there. myself. Can, you want, yes, Mike, you want to come with? When is it? Sixteenth, twenty eighth. 27. It's one of those days. 27. It's on a day. I'll, I'll Today, have to see what's up. Yeah. Today's the 18th. Yeah. So it's like, it's next Friday. I I thought it was in the middle of the week. No. It's 27th on a, it's Friday. On Friday. 27th. It's on, uh, the, it's on the 27th. Uh, here in then Tulsa. I take that back. I'm out. I, I do have something, though. I, I notice all of these injuries have occurred since we stopped recording this podcast. That's a good I, point, Mike. Uh, is is Should I somehow feel responsible that my laziness in podcasting has somehow contributed to your Yeah, bad like you got lazy, I got bored, dumb... <laughs> <laughs> Dumb crap happens. Yeah, that's that's what happens. So we've uh, into that. We've we've made a few changes uh, because we've all we've all been kind of weirdly busy this summer. I, I do nothing exciting like that. I, I'm just busy. But you're a new dad. Well, you're a dad this year. Yeah. Um. So your 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 daughter just had a birthday, yes. and so you're you're kind of figuring out your schedule. I've changed jobs not since we started, mm. but you know. Since I left the last podcast that we used to do that shall not be mentioned. Um, But so we're kind of figuring out the new schedules. And so we figured out what we should do is rather than look at this like a gun podcast where we have to come in and talk about guns every week, because let's face it, it's a very divisive world right now. And getting people to come in and talk about guns, I always get faced with the same uh, same set of rules. Like we have a guy that wants to come and talk about big game hunting in Africa. Um, he's a guy, he goes out and he goes on these big game hunts. Well, word got out that he was coming on this podcast and there were people protesting in front of his business because they found out somehow, like he told a friend that he was going to come on his podcast and talk about going hunting big games. All of a sudden he's got people protesting in front of his business, costing him money. And then he had to cancel. Yeah. So I can't tell I'm just you. Surprised we have that big of effect on anybody. Really? Because I mean, <laughs> we have like a dozen people that listen saying, to this show. Somebody actually I mean, listens to the show. Six people. There's, there's, yeah, we have eight people that have been disappointed Which, over the summer that we haven't I, posted new podcasts. Yeah, I, I don't want to badmouth those eight people. Like, send us an email. We'll send you. Oh, prize. God bless all people. Yeah. <laughs> you, you are all saints. Yeah. So rather than look at this as a straight gun podcast, because I'd always take heat too, because it's like we have a mass shooting every other weekend. And it's like, oh, well, we want to come out and talk about, we want to talk about this, and we want to talk about this, and we want to talk about this. And it's like, well, look, I don't want to talk about this every week. No. No. So rather than look at this as a podcast where three guys come in and talk about guns, this is a podcast featuring three guys who like guns. Well, you've always qualified that in a sense. Like, not much yeah. is changing. It's just we're sticking more to what we're you've been saying. We're just owning up like, to it. <laughs> yeah, like, if you've listened to this in the past and you're thinking, oh, well, yeah, they're not going to talk about guns anymore. I'm out. Like, go listen to the epi- any episode before that and be like, oh, okay, they, yeah, they didn't talk about guns all and, that much. And the reality of it is it's three guys who are from very different backgrounds and walks of life yeah. who come together and talk about guns. That's very guns true. Guns is what I, brought us together. Yeah. Uh, I, I come from a very conservative, religious neighborhood. Mike is the exact opposite of that. Yeah. And Jim was created in a lab out of spare parts. 
uh, and created to be the world's greatest stuntman. That's why when you break them, you get new ones. <laughs> I, I did not know you were Lee Majors. <laughs> That's, yeah, that I say the, world's, uh, the world's dumbest or worst stuntman is probably it. Closer. But. So that being said, what what we're going to do is every week. Yes, I said week. We're going to get. Uh, we're going to get a statement. Oh, Considering I haven't been able to put an episode together since June, yeah, that's a that's a big statement. That's a big leap. But I'm I'm putting my weight behind this. Uh, whatever that means. <laughs> uh, we're going to have three weight. of us in the room, and we're going to say, okay, uh, we we each have a topic in mind. We each have something that is just grinding our gears, and none of us are aware of what the other one is going to be bringing up. So we're going to go around the room, and I'm going to say, Jim, what do you uh, what do you want about today? It's really grinding my gears. What's grinding my gears? That is uh, spot on. Actually. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I got your reference. Appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, so let's uh, let's start with Jim York. What do you got, buddy? What's on your mind? Yeah. So I got a little nugget. Um, the other day, having a conversation with my buddies, um, come to find out, NASCAR is going to and has already started to disband. Any association with any firearms company? Whoa! Yes, All I'm trying to think. So I'm I I was really big into NASCAR for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was something that my dad and I were both into, and we'd go to we'd go to races and we'd watch religiously every week. So this is yeah, you you were a child of an era of right, like um, pre 2005. Got it? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then my dad passed away a couple of years ago, right. and it's it's kind of been one of those things where I, I can't really watch it. Yeah, it's not the same. Because and it that's makes under- me sad. Yeah. So I haven't really watched it all that much since 2016, uh, and that was the last race I went to. It was a week before he died. was mm. in Vegas uh, in 2016. So, But I'm trying to remember, even then, there haven't been a whole lot of gun association sponsors or anything no, like that. No, there haven't been, but there has in that, like, hey, speaking of that, scroll up. Um, sorry, we're still on my Instagram account, so keep on cruising. Oh, yeah, it was, um, right there. Go back up. Right, uh, up one. Yeah, that one. Okay, this one. So, yeah, if you look on the back of that car, it's... Oh, a, there's a Silencer Co. Yeah, NAS yeah. truck. Uh, a NASCAR truck. Full on right. Silencer Co. truck. So, that used to happen. You used, you know, you were seeing Henry Rifles on cars. You were seeing Henry Rifles sponsoring guess, entire yeah, races. Right. FN was out at a myriad of different races, things like that. They're just no. I guess I'm looking for the that. obvious. I guess I'm looking for for a Remington on the hood of a car. But right. I guess that's never really been a big thing. No, but you've definitely. I mean, I can I can think of. I know Henry Rifles has done it. Uh, what is that company? It's a rifle company out of Georgia. I think D and D. Uh, okay. Yeah. Right. Right. They had a full car wrap. Um, I mean, obviously, Silencer Co. did it at one point. Um, they exist in these realms, and for teams, that's their lifeblood, and they're just they're basically choking their own athletes and their own core as well as themselves because this is your core audience. It really is. Yeah. If you think about some of the largest gun owning states, you know, and some of the like more hoity toity about owning firearms being like Alabama that you know the whole South, Tennessee, Tennessee Bristol Tennessee exactly Talladega uh, Dover Delaware well no maybe not Delaware no. <laughs> Atlanta Motor Speedway exactly uh, Texas, Texas Motor Speedway Las Vegas Motor Speedway all these areas where and then you know if you've ever been to a race you know it's conservative people there's not a whole lot of you know, for lack of a better term, there's not a lot of hipsters I there. I saw a guy with a Coors logo shaved into his back hair. That 
is your audience. That is, I mean, that is your bread and butter. It's it's rednecks. And so if, NASCAR is not allowing any sort of sponsorship from gun companies. Pulling out the plug. The door. Yeah. So does that extend to like gun retailers? Because I know you know I know Bass Pro Shops was a big sponsor for a while. Which that I think is the like that's the fine line that's not going. Like I I haven't heard that definitive answer. But as far as a strict manufacturer of firearms gone i wonder like uh my my favorite driver going back is kevin harvick mm-hmm. and he's always had a realtree sponsorship so realtree camouflage big sponsor of right of harvick's racing team so i wonder how that's gonna yeah where are you gonna draw where, where are you gonna where draw where that you line because that line? you how do you hunt or why do you wear their gear unless you're using some type i, I guess like, well a lot of people I'm use it for at, bow hunting i'm gonna go out bird watching yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's you know and i guess i mean i understand it from a from a public public relations standpoint like and that it's a the, dumb move it, well it is a, it is a dumb move but it's also it's also it's 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 i'm not insulted by it you know what i mean like with walmart saying that they're not going to carry guns anymore and mm-hmm. a lot of people say oh well, i'm gonna i'm not going to walmart anymore like when dick stopped uh, selling right. guns like that we we had this conversation mm-hmm. Uh, on a previous episode where it's like, well, they're, they're a business. They're allowed to not sell whatever they want. Right. Uh, and I would guess in this case, there must be a financial reason that they're saying we're going to make more money doing this than we are not. I have to wonder what that financial reason I is. And that's a good question. I can't see it. So I want to alienating your core demographic. Are we usually getting, not a good but, idea? But is that really going to alienate them? Are they really going to give up NASCAR for that? I, that's a that's a good question, and I. But what is what does NASCAR gain? Like, where is the financial gain? I don't think anybody's like. Well, I saw that. I had done seen that logo on a race car. Went and bought that gun and did a terrible act. Like, even still, okay. I know that for I know for a fact because I've I've actually done this. That yeah. people are loyal to the sponsors that sponsor their driver. Yeah. So, like, when Kevin Harvick drove for Pennzoil for a long time, I was a Pennzoil guy. But then all of a sudden, yeah. Joey Logano, who is a turd in a racing suit, <laughs> I hate that guy almost as much as I hate Seattle. Uh, <laughs> going back, when there's the always last, a Seattle that's a, that's this, a good is a, this is a good, this no, is a understand good story the of a father and son. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad and I, when we were in Vegas, the last, the last time dad and I were together, we, were, we, we took the motorhome down to Vegas. We camped at the Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Mm-hmm. We heard that Joey Logano was doing a, uh, uh, a, an in-person meet and greet at the, at the Walmart near the Nellis Air Force Base. <laughs> of course he and was. So my dad and I drove oh, 90 NASCAR. minutes to do nothing more than walk up to Joey Logano's table and give him the finger. <laughs> that, That's funny. That that is a God's honest truth. <laughs> that is we walked up there, and my, my dad, who my dad would soon just as soon punch in the face as, as look at you, he walked up and he goes, "Hey, Logano!" and he just shoved his middle finger up, and then he's like, "All right, let's go buy a trailer hitch," and then we bought. <laughs> And that was that was literally that we went and your standard some, trip to Walmart. We really. bought some buffalo wings, some lunch meat, and a trailer hitch. Gave Joey Logano the finger, and we were back to the track. Like that was our <laughs> afternoon. So sounds like a nice little Saturday. But Joey Logano took over that sponsorship, and then I was torn. I'm like, well, I can't, I can't use this product anymore because yeah. I hate this guy. But I know that. So I know that advertising with the drivers works. But I have to wonder, like. 
like when the National Guard and the Navy and the Army would sponsor cars. Right. They did a big thing where they're like, okay, how many recruits did we get into the armed, huh. armed forces based on these cars? And the answer was zero. Yeah. None. So are they really losing anything by not allowing these guys to reach out to these companies? Because there are plenty of other companies that are going to put money on these cars because of how loyal their fans are. But uh, I I have to wonder, it, it really the only people that it really hurts are are the gun companies who who would benefit from the customers. And on the other side of that though, I'm currently we're I'm I'm dealing with sponsorship of an Xfinity driver. They're hurting for sponsors. So I think even yeah. in the two years, things have changed a little bit from, you know, when you've kind of even tapered off of paying close attention. Sponsors are hard yeah, to come by for NASCAR drivers true. these days. And the fact that you're choking off another piece of that lifeblood or just shutting it down, like, I... I and I'm talking just the Cup Series. Like, you have you have the, the Monster trucks. Cup, the Sprint Cup. You yeah. have the... the you, this is, this it's is the Monster I'm, Energy uh, Cup. The Monster Energy the Cup. Xfinity it was still Sprint, the Sprint Cup when we went. So now it's the Xfinity Cup, the, the lower level, and then you've got the... The trucks, the camping the, world, the camping world truck series, and then you have a bunch of smaller. And then leagues. you've got like Arco and things yeah. like that. Yeah, you, well, and you have regional track no, races. Yeah. That's, yeah, and that's what we've and always had And they're still here. part yeah. of the NASCAR circuit where these guys come up. And if if this is a NASCAR wide thing, then yeah, that's going to take up. That's going to have. A, that's a big ripple in the pond. And I just I look at it as I w- just pulling assumptions out of nowhere, but I would assume that a large portion of NASCAR fans are also gun owners. And so the fact that you're just... I'd say damn near 100% of them. Right, right. Like, I would, I would I'd imagine that number is fairly high. Extremely <laughs> high. And the fact that you're just going to pull that plug and say, hey, this, this doesn't exist anymore. What's going to happen at the, uh, the Texas Motor Speedway? Because whoever wins the Texas race yep. gets up there and shoots six shooters in the air. Well, they got to keep those guns, too. Well, that, that's what I mean. Yeah. Because I remember, cause, like seeing you know little Casey Kane, who's like five foot two, <laughs> get up there with looks like his you know his looks like the big baby from hell from from well, uh, yeah, it's like from hell here, son, let your dad take yeah, care. Why, of those. why don't you let me hold those things? Because you're going to hurt somebody, yeah. Casey Kane. But he's shooting those things in the air. What's going to happen to those? Like that's it. And see, I think they'll pull the plug on that. And like that's just too bad. This, this these old time, you know. Happening for years and years and years, traditions just out the window because of the world we live in now. Well, and you, you, you've seen that in other things. I mean, you look yeah. at the look at the U here locally, the University of yeah. Utah, and the fight they've had just to keep their mascot. Right, and the, and the, the change. The I mean, you know, it yeah. becomes the swoop, and now the Utes are there with the, the tribes of signed off on it but the ncaa has taken action california schools have threatened to not play schools that have native american logos i mean there's you, you've seen that man starting what, is, all kinds of stuff. what is going on what a weird time to be alive right it's like we have like we have literally tens of thousands of people dying in the streets of of being homeless and drugs and 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 nobody's doing anything about it but this is what we're worried about like we're worried about the Ute tribe is fine with the Ute mascot. The mm-hmm. people of Utah are fine with the Ute mascot. Yeah. The students of the university are fine with the Ute mascot. Leave it alone. Like yeah. that's enough. Who that's yeah. fine. And it's, it's, so if obviously it's not offending any of the any of the relevant parties, all of these other people are raising a fuss because they deserve to be outraged somehow. No. 
That's what that's what my new high school mascot's going to be. Outrage? It's going to be the it's it's going <laughs> to be Orange the, County Outrage, the Orange County Outraged woke person. Yeah. That's. Well, it's, you could be the Washington woke. I mean, you can just change them all. all We're the Washington stuff. woke. That's what we're going to be. Tremont gonna... triggered. I, I don't yeah. know. You keep going. <laughs> <laughs> but then uh, they say trigger in their name, so now that triggers me. The, 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 like the, the Seattle snowflakes. Yeah. That's, that's what it's all about. All right. Well, we appreciate your patience. Uh, however, many of you are left listening to this podcast seven. after our. Uh, we're down to seven. We should just call hiatus. it a new one. I don't know. I don't want to make a new logo. Man. I get it. No, that no, took no it's, it's just it's revamped, revised, it's revamped. renewed. It's range time. Well, we had two, some remodeling. That's why we were yeah. closed. Range time two point oh. Yeah, we were closed for remodeling. <laughs> Something happened. Yeah. There's new signs out there and stuff. We have been remodeling. In yeah, the I noticed. I, got I want some, to tour the. I want to tour the new studio. I got some rhinoplasty done. You did. Yeah, I got That's some. True. I got some plastic surgery. Use sunscreen, everybody. I got. Well, I got. Pla- I got plastic surgery removed. No. That's what it was. So Interesting. I've broken my nose several times over the years. How many people, uh, How many times is that from somebody punching you? Uh, honestly, mm-hmm. four. <laughs> <laughs> I have broken my nose six times. Uh, once with a door, uh, seven times. Once with a door, uh, once with my uh, my wife. The my, well. <laughs> No, so what happened was my wife got up in the middle of the night to, to, you know, use the bathroom or get some water or something like that. And I thought it'd be funny if I rolled over and I laid in her spot when she came back to bed. <laughs> so when she came back to bed, I'd be laying on her side of the bed with my <laughs> own pillow. And so what she did, it's like three in the morning. And so what she did Flop. is she came and she flopped into bed, <laughs> buried my nose into the back of her skull. <laughs> and and, and John's, John's wife's like the nicest person on the planet. So. Oh, no. She's she's a cartoon character. Yeah. Like, she has no vices whatsoever. No. Uh, and she's the exact... If you want, it, just picture the exact opposite of me. It, it's true. Oh, she's such a nice lady. She, she is. Exactly. <laughs> I've never met her, but all I needed was that analogy. The amount of times in my she's life... I've, the, the amount of she times I've be, heard yes. people say to me, why is she married to you? I honestly don't know. Uh, I'm I'm guessing that somewhere along the line she just figured, hey, this guy needs somebody, or you know, he's he's going to hurt people, so we need to just get him <laughs> off the street. So she buries her head right into my skull and smashes my nose. So all of this starts way back when I'm 12 years old. I get hit in the face with a baseball. You were married at 12. No, I, I got married. Like I got that. married at twenty. Uh, but the first time I broke my nose, I was twelve. Okay, uh, and I got a piece of plastic put over the cartilage so it wouldn't grow funny. Uh, but then it got broken six more times after that. And I told the doctor it was a dermatologist and a plastic surgeon, and I had I had skin cancer on my nose. Uh, a squamous cell carcinoma that got taken off. And he's like, well, while I'm in here, you know, you've got some some damage going on. I'm like, yeah, yeah, my nose is all effed up. And he's like, are you a boxer? (laughs) (laughs) And I said, no, I just get hit in the face a lot, (laughs) which is entirely true. Or Um, I am just not a very good one. Yeah. I, my, you know, if if you've ever no wondered duck, if, if no anybody's ever ever been hit in the face for talking too much, the answer is yes. <laughs> it, it it happens. Um, so, but they took out a big chunk of plastic that's been in my face for like thirty years. So, did you keep it? I did. Oh, nice. That doesn't surprise me. Yeah, a necklace. I'm going to make a keychain out of there it. There you go. <laughs> well, we should give it away on the show. <laughs> we should. There's, there's a prize for being the the seven so, listeners. Yeah, I wanna, you got to so, get good odds. Uh, <laughs> 
we invite you to join us each week here on uh, here on Range Time. We'll uh, we'll do a uh, I will do a much better job of getting getting our stuff together. And, I was going to uh, say, I mean, only if, we could get, if we could get in here to do it, yeah. it I'm might the only happen one with more. The keys. But yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah. the problem. Uh, but we'll be back next week with a uh, with another topic and a uh, another message from uh, from myself, Jim, and or Mike. Uh, thank you for joining us. If you like us, please hit that subscribe button, like us, review us, and share it with your friends that uh, Range Time is back. Till next week. Ready, aim. Thirty minutes on the nose. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me, and this is the point where I thought I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, "You need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us." I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.